1: Oh, the sweet sounds of the Jerry Cherry Band. Our boy Jerry Cherry there singing us in. Well, I'm back. I was gone last week. I got to thank Tony Defeo and Shannon White and Kyle Christ for holding down the fort. I'm mad at them. Uh, the reason I'm mad at them, I heard they were much better than when I'm here. So, you know, with that being said, it's like, guys, come on. You can't be great
2: and make me look bad. hmm Oh, you know what they say? The standard is the standard. So we had that. We had that pulled the standard. So Shannon insisted on it. I blame him. <laughs>
1: there you go. Shannon, what's going on? I hear some uh,
3: you're having storms in West Virginia, right? Yeah, uh, it's it was super hot this past weekend and so you kind of knew it was coming, but now there's a cold front. We're supposed to get rained on and storms all week and but at least it's only going to be in the 70s, so that ain't bad. All
1: right. So, if you freeze, you're not pondering the significance of something. <laughs> it is mother nature
2: yeah. trying to join our podcast. <laughs> Tony D, what's going on my man? Well, we had Shannon's uh, rain uh or yeah, Shannon's rain on Saturday and my sister was without power for like a day and a half, so uh you know uh I guess, I guess we're through it now. Shannon has to go through it and, and then we'll all be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, Maryland's looking good right now. So again, thanks so much uh, for uh, giving me a week off. I'd like to say it was a vacation um, as a scoutmaster, master. It's kind of not a vacation, but it's really good to uh, try to enrich those boys lives and uh, make you feel good. Just, uh, just with the thank yous that you get. So it's pretty awesome. So, Although it was a working vacation, it's still pretty awesome. So I get to do that every year. And you guys uh, take care of me. So I appreciate it. Guys, you look on the calendar, and it does not say December 24th. But to me, I kind of feel like this is one of the three Christmas Eves. Actually, about four Christmas Eves we get all year. The night before the draft starts, <laughs> the night before the regular season starts, the actual Christmas Eve, and then the night before players report to training camp. You could throw in the night before the playoffs, but sometimes Krampus arrives and ruins that. So <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that. Um, and you could talk about the night before the start of free agency, but Sometimes there's not gifts under the there's not gifts under the tree for you that day. I mean sometimes we're taking stuff away. This year we got a few gifts. We got a Mitch Trubisky, we've got a Miles Jack that week, a James Daniels, we got a Mason Cole. So you know that could be considered too. But Christmas Eve for me and Dave Schofield had a discussion the other day on this. And his discussion is when does the season start for you? Some people say the preseason the, that the the preseason starts and ends when you get ready for uh, camp. excuse me when you get ready for the regular season um, or when they leave camp. me some people says it doesn't start until September 11th this year. For mm-hmm. me, it's when they report. What about you guys?
2: Tony? I think it's training camp. I think it's because then, you know, you're, you're, you're the, the team starting to prepare for the season. The stories are more organic. The, the news is, is is fresh every day and you get to hear about who's doing what and who looks good and who looks like a deer in headlights and all that stuff. So to me, that's that's and plus you can, you can go and 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 watch just about any practice. So I think it's I think the, the start of training camp.
1: I know a few of us here, uh, Big Bro Sco is going to training camp. Uh, he's taking Kyle, not Kyle Christ, but he's taking Kyle. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I I don't know if Greg Greg uh, took a trip back east. I'm not sure if he's going to training camp. I know uh, our good friend uh, State of the Steelers, who's been on some different shows, Daniel J's going down. My boy, my partner in crime, KT Smith. Is going with his family as well to check it out. So that's going to be really cool for uh, for those BTS seers. And if you're going to be at training camp, you can find out when they're going to be there. And look,
2: you going August third with my bodyguard Terry. So if, if you try to approach oh. me, he'll 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 get in your he'll get in your face and uh, throw you uh, down the hillside.
1: Oh, I I know Terry. Terry's a good man. But I mean, are you that much of a diva, Tony? That you need? protection
2: yeah and after seeing the Elvis movie last week now I I need to have an entourage everywhere I go so oh wow that's awesome I want to hear about
1: the Elvis meeting movie but we can't talk about that now but absolutely spectacular that's great Shannon White do you believe that Tony needs bodyguards
3: (laughs) um you know better be safe than sorry
1: right yeah see there's a difference you know, podcast Tony does not need bodyguards. <laughs> Facebook writing Tony probably needs bodyguards, uh, I would right. say. Yeah. Yeah. But I would tell you what, I would protect you. Oh, um, thank you. So there you go. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's, uh, of course, Ben Roethlisberger's not with the team, but he has made some news. We'll probably talk about that a little later on. Shannon, when does training camp start for you? Excuse me, when does when does the preseason start for you? Uh,
3: yeah, I would say the first week of training camp after they report and the the dead season is kind of between when the draft's over and the start of training camp and you know, the news is hard to come by and um, usually it's not very impactful unless there's a trade or a late signing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow and, and um the, the whispers of training camp, you know, there's always uh, bits of information to get out and, and uh, this guy's looking great, you know, in that first few days. And, and a lot of times it's a precursor of things to come. Sometimes it's meaningless, but uh, I I find that very exciting for, you know, the unexpected, the guys who, you know, are are on the bubble, let's say. And uh, I like to hear about those guys looking good. Right, so I
1: asked you the obvious question that everybody thinks the preseason starts tomorrow. There's no, there's no difference in that. But where people differ here is when does your off season end? That's one of the questions Dave was asking. So, Shannon, I'll go straight back to you. Does the off season end on September 11th when the Steelers take on the Cincinnati Bengals? Or do you feel well, I, that it ends
3: tomorrow? Uh, honestly, if you, <laughs> writing and, and doing these podcasts for Behind the Still Curtain, it never ends. Hmm. You know because you're always having to find content and create content. So, um, you know, I guess officially the off season ends tomorrow, but uh, for us, it's it's a year round thing. All
1: right, Tony D. How do you feel? Good answer, by the way, Shannon. I, that's interesting.
2: Oh, I, I thought that was, I thought, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely when training camp starts, that's, that's when the off season ends for me because uh, yeah, again, the stories are, are, you get authentic stories every day. You're not, there aren't, as, I mean, there are rumors, but, but um, not as, you know, as far as like um, who they might sign. And, and, who they, who they should sign? Those those are less, and it's more about who who who's looking good in camp, who's looking bad in camp. Uh, so it, it feels more authentic, authentic, more organic, and and once training camp starts.
1: Absolutely. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is something that we will not have a full decision on until right at the start of the NFL season. But for me. This is a big thing. And we've been doing this for a long time. We've been doing this before I showed up here at BTSC. Tony's been around for a long time at BTSC, so he knows. And so it's the Isaac Redman Award. And this is a big deal. Can you give me how this
2: started, Tony? Do you do you have any insight on that? Well, I remember uh, when I first became acquainted with a behind the still curtain, Isaac Redman was a god he was an internet God, but he was a God. And uh, uh, of course he, he had a pretty decent first year he had that big touchdown at, at the end of the year against the uh, Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday night football. And uh, ever since that season, uh, every, every summer, every training camp, uh, there's uh, a, a new, a new player who, who, who wins the award, uh, an underdog undrafted free agent, low, low round draft pick who uh, wins the award. And there's always a bunch of candidates and, and uh, that's where it all started back in 2010.
1: So 2010 was the first Isaac Redman award. I always, you know how I revere Tunch and Wolf on Steeler nation radio. And of course we lost Tunch last year Mm -hmm. and they used to always do the camp phenom. They did something like that as well, but they used to pick different ones. Shannon, have you participated in the past couple of years? You've been around here a while too. When did you start with BTSC?
3: Oh, um uh, I guess my first article was right before the uh, the Patriots and Eagles Super Bowl. Okay. And um uh, so then uh yeah, so I've always been, you know, I love the Isaac Redman Award, and hmm. I always have a favorite and I and I'll try to, you know, influence it a little bit with my articles. And I'm already <laughs> on record this year. You know, that my early favorite is Mark Robinson.
1: Okay. That's, you know, uh, I mean, you're not wasting any time. You're just telling us.
3: No, i am to... no, just, well, because I've just, going back and watching his film, uh, it's got me excited about training camp because he brings an aggressiveness uh, physicality and, and, and he's instinctually aggressive, something that, that you really need in that middle linebacker position. So, uh, I'm not saying he's going to be a starter. Uh, you know, hopefully he'll make the roster be a special teams demon, and they maybe be a starter somewhere down the road, but he's my early favorite.
1: All right, Shannon, I want to ask you another question because your first article was in 2018, January, February of 2018, but you were around in the live chat for a long time not the live oh, yeah, chat excuse yeah. me in the uh, <clears throat> the in cor- what we call chorus in the uh in the comment section how long were you in the comment section
3: well i've been coming since <coughs> 2009 uh i would come you know at lunch break and and read the articles and um uh, but i never commented I never made my first comment or, and I didn't become a member until my first article because I never felt like I was, my opinion was important enough to anybody needed to hear it or I needed to share it. So of course now that's different because you know, that's part of the job. So, but uh, yeah, but I've been coming to behind the still curtain since at least 2009.
1: You know what? I have been around BTSC for a long time. And I can't tell you put finger, but I know 2015 is when I started, but I almost made my first comment in 2015 when Jeff took over and I didn't like something that I didn't like a comment, uh, an article that he put out there. And I went to the comment section. I'm like, Oh, I've got to sign up. I don't feel like signing up. I was having a bad, (laughs) I was having a bad day. Anyways. I'm glad I didn't make that comment because you know, I mean, here I was friends with Jeff, and I didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, so I mean, I wasn't gonna call them names and stuff. I wasn't gonna get the uh, the weekly Tony assault. I and dear know it all. I wasn't gonna get the uh, Justin Hartwig uh, treatment, but I wasn't gonna do that. But I mean, I uh, you know, we look at those comments, and we know who's who's a Wang. We have. <laughs> Nine out of ten, they're awesome, and there's that Wang every once in a while. And I know, I know the name of my first Wang. Um, <laughs> uh, I he hasn't been around for a long, long time, so I'm not going to mention his name. I don't even know. I mean, you guys might not even remember that name, but I just know my first, uh, gosh, I almost quit after like my sixth article. I was doing some fun articles. I don't know if you remember this. You're probably wondering who the heck is this new guy writing articles. But I was doing I started out doing an article every single week in the off season to talk about to preview the Steelers games, but I acted like they already happened. So I was doing predictions, but I wrote an article I like this was like Brandon Moykin's first year. Brandon Boykin with interception to make the score twenty-five to eighteen, and what what have you? And uh, I was uh, I was doing all that. I was having fun with it, and oh my gosh, they hated me. They hated it <laughs> just because like, this is stupid. Why even bother? i call like, oh, Jeff, I'm like I don't know if I'm cut out for this. He's like, just hold the, course. just stay the course. You've got to earn. You've got to earn their respect. They don't know you yet.
2: See that I would have yeah. kept. I would have kept going with it. If they made him that angry, I would just kept going and made it work. Made it more comical.
1: No, I was spending like seventeen hours on an article. You know, I mean, uh, and I just like, like I wanted. Do- so we around week five against San Diego. Um, they were San Diego at the time, still, and I just decided that that I was done after that article because I I got ripped hard on that one. And you know, I'm kind of glad because you know what happened? I would have never had the uh, the fact that Michael Vick was starting that game. I would have never had the fact that that would be Chris Boswell's first game. I never would have had that they went for a two-point conversion or went for the score um, with no time left. And Le'Veon Bell would get the st- score for the win. Oh, what I, a play. I mean, like, I was right on nothing. I mean, nothing was close. It was fun articles, but nothing was close. You guys should go back in the archives around July, August 2015 and check those out. And because uh, they're there. But man, uh, yeah, that fell flat. But what I'm saying is the reason I'm bringing all this up is because that was my training camp. Huh. And we, we even do that. We started Shannon out last year in the podcast network in july and it was his training camp and it was one of those things and i told shannon i'll tell you i told him flat out i'm like we're gonna see how you do and if it works it works if not we'll uh we'll say thank you in part ways and but i i like i liked shannon's contribution to us right at the get-go but i mean he could have been a late roster cut but (laughs) but he was our Isaac Redman award winner last year. So we know Mark Robinson, Tony, who's yours.
2: Um, I'm I'm interested in seeing what Mateo Durant does because uh, oh. people are, people are looking forward to, or they, they kind of want Benny Snell to be replaced uh, or at least uh, demoted to third string. And uh, what better player than, um, then somebody rushed for 2,058 yards the last two years in, at Duke. I mean, I was going to say Mark Robinson too, but I mean, I knew, I knew better because that's the worst kept secret that I, that's Shannon's guy. So I, I couldn't take, I couldn't take Mark Robinson. So I had to go with somebody else. So I, I'm sorry for stealing your thunder, Brian.
1: I love the Mateo Durant. That was, that was on my cue. That was my guy too. So I love that answer. Look, I'm, I can't throw out George Pickens to you. I can't throw in out Calvin Austin the third to you. I can't throw out those guys, DeMarvin Leal, Kenny Pickett. No, they don't count, do they? Right. Because they were picked
2: high, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so what, what is it? Fifth and lower?
2: Yeah, fifth and lower. I believe I believe fifth the, f- the fifth round is the cutoff, if I remember correctly. But I mean, it, it varies from uh, whoever whoever is sharing the opinion at the moment. But I, I believe it's a, a fifth round pick. Is you can't go higher than that.
3: Okay. Shannon, you had something to say about it? My last two years, it was Ulysses Gilbert III, and then last year it was Jameer Jones. That was my favorites going (laughs) in. That was
1: unanimous. Jameer Jones was.
3: Yeah, but they were my favorites going in, and they both won. So I'm two for two. And I will mention that I've gotten tweet responses from Isaac Redman himself because of the articles I've written and uh, about the people who won his award.
0: So he does pay
3: attention to see who wins his award.
1: Okay, so (laughs) when you get that this year, Shannon, when you get that this year, you say to him, will you come on BTSC to announce this year's award winner?
3: Yes, yes, we can do that. I mean,
1: even if it's already been announced,
3: ask him to Mm -hmm. come
1: on. Get them for the hangover. No one else gets them. You do the work. You get it. It's up (laughs) your show. And I think that would be super fun.
3: That would be yes.
1: So that is that's what I'm asking you to do. So that's really good, man. This is a tough one for me because I was ready to say Mateo Durandin, and and, uh, I don't think I really had a number two. So I'm gonna go ahead and think about this. Because it can't be somebody that was... I don't even like doing a second-year player. You did one last year with Ulysses.
3: Yes, so, two years ago, yes.
1: And I was kind of against that. I, uh, But it's not like... It's not like uh, my opinion counts. I don't care. But it would be really easy for me to say someone like Connor Hayward. So I'm going to go i go the linebacker route here, and I'm going to go Tyree Johnson. I think he's Ugh. tough, so I'm putting my money on Tyree. So you're putting on a linebacker. There you go.
2: Well, Jeffrey Bennett
1: just. To... Is... Sorry, real quick, Jeffrey Bennett. This year it might finally be Tuzar Skipper's year. Didn't
2: Tuzar win it? He probably did in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, I
1: should say. Yeah. So interesting, and uh, they're they're talking. Jeffrey's talking uh, the, about the fact that they did cut Trey, because if there is one thing we know about the Steelers roster, is they have way too many running backs. Um, so yeah, Trey Edmonds, but Trey Edmonds has nine doesn't have nine lives. He's nineteen. He deserves <laughs> it. I like I like Trey Edmonds. Trey Edmonds brings value to them in the role that he's in. So we could go ahead and uh, we're going to already say that don't be surprised to see him gone. So uh, to see him back because Trey could definitely be back and you need guys like that. People don't understand. Some people don't understand that the 53rd man on the roster <laughs> does not have to be on par with the first man on the roster. Right. Right and it's really important to have someone like that that is versatile that that could also come on the practice squad off the product practice squad get cut i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they already told him all right this is just this is a formal move we'll see you again you know? <laughs> right right you know so that's definitely a, a possibility um Jeffrey Benedict says, I forget Tuzar won that. Hodges came second, and that was my guy. So, yeah, I think Tuzar was the man that year. And those guys, what's significant about those two is they were both training camp, actually rookie minicamp tryouts. They won on the same day. So that's pretty cool. So we are, we've got three candidates. Remember those. Do we have to mark these? Or we're going to remember all these, right?
2: Uh, that's yeah, that's pretty pretty easy to remember all right i yeah. everybody
3: remember mine
2: yeah yeah mark, yeah, mark <laughs> robbins is probably gonna win it so okay remember mine because i've got a fever
1: right now and i'm fa- i might not remember this show in a half an hour so uh
3: so connor Hayward was yours <laughs>
2: it's it's whoever won is mine i, I think know, Hayward's the- probably the uh he's probably the the, the, the fan favorite i know that <laughs>
1: yeah i i think he is a, a fan favorite and i mean let's talk about Connor hayward real quick he seems like the guy that is there's some people in a camp that will go ahead and say Connor hayward he's here because of his brother but he's not he is if they need to cut him they're gonna cut him they don't care who his brother is mm-hmm. but they brought him in for a reason because he brings value you don't waste any pick on uh on something like that. I now back in the day when they had like 17 picks before they yeah. went to 12, you could do stuff like that. Let me I'm gonna talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. They did one, I think it was 1986. Their 55th round pick was a favor to Tommy LaSorda's buddy Vince. I know who it is. You know, I'll let you say, what was Vincent's last name?
3: Well, I thought you were talking about Mike Piazza.
1: Yeah. Yes. Vincent's son was Mike Piazza.
3: Yes. And is Piazza in the Hall of Fame? Yes. No, this isn't a baseball. I thought he made it.
1: Oh, I don't know. I thought I didn't think he was, but maybe you're right. I think he deserves to be, but this is a football show, so I won't go into that. But he, I mean, when you're a 55th round pick at baseball, (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a sweetheart deal. You do that, hey, buddy Vince. I'm going to take care of your boy. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. And then, I mean, I don't know how many times that guy was an all star. Mm. I really think he will be in the Hall of Fame someday if he's not already. He could be. I don't know. Um, they keep skipping
3: all them guys because of the steroid era. Yeah, and it gets he... confusing who made it and who didn't.
1: Absolutely. He's but... in the Hall.
3: I just looked it up. He's in the Baseball Hall of I Fame. Thought right? It was yeah. When when did he get in? He got
2: in in 2016. Wow. He's been in a while.
1: And I tell you what, Piatta was one of the faces of 9-11 too. Um, mm. For for how he became an ambassador for America, it seemed like, in our own country. Um, so, yeah, I I greatly revere that guy. But we'll get off of that because this is to talk about how You know, you can't do favorites. You can't do sweetheart buddy deals with a draft pick when you have a seventh round pick. Now you could, when, uh, when you have 55 draft picks and I've got a buddy in the organization, they could pick Connor Davis, you know, they could pick my son (laughs) and he has no football ability whatsoever. He doesn't play. He, He talks smack though. And that's, what's great. So he sees this is what he does. If he sees a capital fan, he just says 5 is better than 1. If he sees a Ravens fan, 6 is better than 2. I'm like, all right. There you go. <laughs> you're talking smack. That's good enough for me. You're you're uh you still get uh you still get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me, gentlemen. I apologize for that. Um so, we have our Isaac Redmond Awards. Tony, this is something we've talked about a lot on plenty of different shows. We haven't done this here. What is a storyline that you expect to, emerge, to out emerge of to emerge out of training camp, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be in the middle of August?
2: That this one's easy for me. It, it's gonna be how George Pickens is blowing everybody away. With his speed, his, 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 his making fools out of the cornerbacks, things like that. I think you're going to hear a lot about him this training camp. It, it just seems like he's somebody. From what everybody has been saying about him, if it wasn't for the knee injury, uh, he would have been a first round pick, maybe the first receiver taken in, in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seems like as long as that knee, if that knee is healthy, uh, and he played, he, he, he fought his way back last year to get to, to help them win the championship, Georgia. Um, then I think he's going to be the big story of camp.
1: Shannon, do you think George Pickens could be a rookie of the year in this league?
3: In this offense, I don't think so. Um, I think he could be the Steelers rookie of the year, but not the NFL rookie of the year. Um, I think that there's so much talent now, and based on what the offense looks like, the make of the offense is going to be, um, I don't think any of the receivers is going to put up monster individual numbers because I think that their ball is going to be spread around and they could be more impactful, but it might not show up, you know, statistically, but Tony, that's a great point because receivers, as we know, are always camp darlings. <laughs> You know, I remember James Washington. I've got an article getting ready to post about this subject, the whispers of training camp. And and you was hearing bits and pieces of information coming out, James Washington making all these highlight real catches, contested catches. and But then, you know, I we was all buying into it. I was. And so one of our BTSC community members was cautioning us and saying, well, I'm hearing that he's making all these contested catches because he can't gain separation. Hmm. And that's the only way he can come down with the ball. I didn't think anything of it, but he was right. Four years later, you know, Washington is still trying to prove he can gain separation. And this year he'll be doing it for the Dallas Cowboys. So I I know the quarterback's gonna be a huge subject this year. Uh that's what we're gonna hear about every day. You know, coming out of camp, and it, it, because it's so important. But one underrated guy that I want to mention for the offense is Chris Owens, who oh. they who they list as a center, but he played all the offensive line positions for Alabama, and we know they're a football factory. And if you can play on for Alabama, you're good, especially in that uh, uh, SEC. So I think that he's going to surprise some people. Because he says the culture in Pittsburgh is very similar to the culture he came from in Alabama. And I think he's going to be very uh, well-coached, you know, coming in and very professional. And he could surprise some people as the next, let's say, Ramon Foster. You know, undrafted free agent that he was undrafted because of his limited athleticism, but he does everything else so well that he can play.
1: All right, the CUDA 70. I'm going to answer your question in a moment, so I will take care of that for you. Um, So let me go ahead and say this. I think that George Pickens Jr. is going to be more of a Juju Smith-Schuster than he is a Lima Swede. I don't expect him... I mean, he could be a Plexico Burris. And if he's a Plexico Burris that is because there's a lot of people around him and he's easing into his rookie year. If he's a Plaxico Burris in his rookie year, that's fine. I don't want anybody to have like major expectations on a rookie coming in and understand that if you get even five, 600 yards out of them, then you've got a good season. So that's what I'm thinking is about Mr gpj
2: <laughs>
1: george pickens Jr. shannon what is the storyline you think will emerge at the by the end of camp
3: um i i think that the the storyline uh will be like i said a, a guy like a uh a christian owens a uh, chris owens coming out of nowhere uh to you know not win a spot uh, a guy like um, Cody White, you know, you know, maybe taking a spot away from a, a Miles Boykin or a, a, a Anthony Miller, somebody that's, you know, perceived to be ahead of them right now in the depth chart. So the Steelers always have a surprise or two. Like nobody going into camp last year thought, you know, Jamir Jones was going to make the roster, especially over Quincy Roche. So those are the the storylines I'm looking for.
1: I'm just going to, I'm going to address Brian Brown real quick. James Washington is a solid receiver, which I agree had the best hands out of all of them. I thought he had great hands. Oklahoma state players really get the short end of it from the Steelers. Don't they? And he's got a (laughs) hmm emoji. Um, Look, I don't think he gelled with Ben. And when he had opportunities with Mason, I don't think everybody thought he was going to be great with Mason, and it didn't happen. He had some shining moments. So you really, really, I, I don't think the James Washington experience was bad here. It just depends on where you put your expectations. Now, I'm going to just throw out two Oklahoma State players that I thought were great for the Steelers. One is a guy that has the same exact birthday. I'm talking year as my dad. John Kolb. Man, Steelers don't win four Super Bowls without John Kolb protecting Terry Bradshaw. I'm just going to say that right now. That's an Oklahoma Stater. Another Oklahoma Stater. That was a third rounder from Oklahoma State in 1969. Another second rounder. Was he a second rounder or a third rounder? I'm not sure. Jason Gildon. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. I was happy you would say that. Jason Gildon was an Oklahoma Stater, too. So maybe recent Oklahoma Staters have not worked out for this team, but, you know.
2: But there's no conspiracy. I mean, yeah. I don't think Mike Thomas going, oh, this guy can really help us, but he went to Oklahoma State, who I hate for some reason, so I'm just going, no. to, I'm going to bury them. I don't think Brian's hey, Brian, saying that.
3: I don't think Brian's saying that. But I'll fully admit when I'm wrong, and it happens all the time. Uh, and I'll admit it in an article form in the discussion thread or on podcast. James Washington is now in Dallas with the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. So he don't have an old Ben throwing to him anymore. So he should he should be great then. You know, they'll have CC Lamb and then they'll have James Washington as number two, and he should be everything that everybody keeps saying he should be. I like James Washington as a person, and I thought he was a solid little player, but he cannot gain separation. And when he does, and he turns out to be better, then I'll fully admit I was wrong. But until then, I don't believe it. Yeah, but do you keep him this year? Even if he ends
1: no. up a Pro Bowler, you can't. Hindsight's no, twenty I, twenty. You can't. You can't keep him based on.
2: And and, and it was, was probably was. a mutual a mutual thing. I mean, he was right. But if. if the rumors were true from last year. He he was ready to move on for a different opportunity last year. Cause he felt like he wasn't getting mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, a chance here because he felt like he was buried on the depth chart. So it was probably a mutual thing. And, and and like Shannon said, I mean, his reputation coming out of college, you know, yeah, he, he, combat catches, but, but he was also a deep threat in college. And, and you never really yeah. saw that here. Yeah. He never really got the separation. And for a guy that size, he definitely had to have a uh, better separation in order to be a, a, a good receiver at the nfl level
3: he's four or five something
1: yeah. see,
3: you see not too many deep threats are four or five to four or six
1: uh jalen warren might surprise some this training camp coming from oklahoma state that's from Kenny d when that's hey i love a good surprise yeah i i think uh and brian did say i was i'm just it was just a thought i'm a virginia tech fan you know i mean there's sure there there's some guys that uh There's some guys that you think that are great from certain colleges, and then there's stretches. That stretch from Colorado, that Colorado stretch back in from 1992 to 1995. Yeah. There was a lot of guys from Colorado, one we're going to talk about in just a few moments. So, I mean, those are great storylines. I'm glad that you brought those up um the uh the storyline that i think is going to uh come out of training camp for me is uh, i'm picking an easy one here i'm thinking that it's the fact that mitch starts mason's number two and kenny's number three by design but that doesn't happen the whole year I actually think that's decided unless there's a surprise, but it doesn't mean you wasted. Uh, when that happens, we're not, we can't have the discussion. Oh, you wasted a 20th pick. No, it's just by design. Um, with that being said, real quick, Ben Roethlisberger came out the past couple of days. And you know, I've made this joke for the past couple of years. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be like your college roommate sitting on your couch, you know, using up your Netflix password, you know uh sitting in a bathrobe and uh eating cereal out of a salad bowl until you ask him to leave <laughs> and that's and i have said that so many times before and it's not because there's some people that look i'm i'm going to be here in podcast until jeff and dave say Brian, you're done it's time to go you know that's it your time's over here and 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 i get it Troy Polamalu was asked to leave, um, or was just not not asked to leave. Just it was Troy. We're going in a different direct direction. We have to get younger and faster. In that position, Heinz Ward, same thing. the The great thing about it is they knew not to go to another team. They said, "Okay, yeah, they, they respected it. They were done." Bend in the same thing. Do I? Were there offers out there? I don't know. There may, might've been none, or there could have been offers out there that, uh, that, uh, they just turned down. There was that Heinz Ward could be going to Baltimore at the time. So, you know, I understand Ben saying that, that Mr. Rooney, they would have gotten rid of him before the 2021 season, but Mr. Rooney wanted them to stay, wanted to keep him on and Colbert and Tomlin were kind of done with him. Look there could be some sour grapes there i get it but we need ben as an ambassador for the pittsburgh steelers now is what we need him and i i really you had an amazing 18 year 18 year career i mean please don't throw those comments out there let's be a cohesive unit that's all i'm saying tony
2: i I, like I said on friday on the on on the, the six pack it didn't surprise me i mean a, a lot of these guys feel this way when, when 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 as soon as they retire i mean you you know right after they retire you know training camps rolling around you, you're getting that itch and you, you feel like you could still play you feel like all right you know I, I've had six months off he hasn't had to work out probably you know like like he normally would for a regular season to prepare so he he, he probably feels really good his arm probably feels pretty good. He's probably out there throwing the ball around with his sons. Now they're getting, they're getting up there. They're getting old enough. You can do that. So he probably feels pretty good. And you know uh, a lot of them say that I I think I could play another year. Uh, I I felt, I felt like I was pushed out. Um, It it, it wasn't a unanimous decision to see me go. Uh, Some people wanted me to stay. Some people wanted me uh, to go. it's, It's typical, but I think he'll, he'll, um, he'll come around and he'll, he'll accept it eventually. And, 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 and he'll be okay. And, and it, these, these, these are common things. It's nothing to get all, you know, they to get to worry about. I remember when Jerry Rice accepted his, um, his induction into the hall of fame, he gave his speech. He, I think he thought right there and there, he could still play this. This is like, he was like 48 years old. So I think a lot of, a lot of guys just have trouble letting go, but that's especially the case six months after they retire.
1: <laughs> Great point. Shannon. Jeffrey Benedict says this, Shannon, whatever they wanted, they had to keep him because of the cap situation. He did them a huge favor coming back cap-wise. So to me, they they kept him by design to help the team, even though they thought he was past his prime. What are your thoughts, Shannon?
3: No, I agree totally with Jeffrey. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a, a no that Didn't even need to be... Wrote about, uh, you know, again, I'm a huge Ben Big Ben fan. Uh, I've been honest about his early years and I've, you know, have supported him in the latter years and I still will. Uh, you know, there's people that ask him questions they want answers. Some people still want to hear from him, some people don't. No matter what you say, some people's going to like it and some people ain't. It's impossible to please 100% of the people 100% of the mm-hmm. time. and I didn't find any controversy in anything he said. I think that Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin loved Ben and thought the world of him. They were honest about his limited ability last year. Uh, I, I think that he was honest about his limitations going in to 2021. And, you know, they didn't sugarcoat it. They didn't lie. One of the things that Ben gets in trouble for is being too honest. And he'll share his opinion, and a lot of people – especially the people who don't like him going in, ain't going to like anything he says. But I don't think that saying that Culbert would have moved on and Tomlin would have moved on is a big deal. I think they would have if it wasn't for the salary cap situation. And the best opportunity they had to field a competitive team was to bring Ben back. He got to have his farewell tour. They still was able to miraculously, I do not know how, make the playoffs. So I think everything worked out fine. And he's not said anything about wanting to come back. He just says that his arm feels like he can still throw and still play, which I think he could. His legs are shot. It's not his arm that's shot. And I wrote an article about it recently. It's his legs that were shot. And you have to have your legs for your throwing motion. So uh, I thought it was a a big deal, you know, over nothing. And, you know, anybody who still wants to see him can go to uh, PNC Park saturday and he'll be throwing out the first pitch at the Yinzer palooza or whatever it's called <laughs> so i i guess some people still want to see him, even if it is a small crowd at pnc
1: <laughs> all right great guys we're gonna get ready to wrap it up
3: but before we wrap it up i'd like to give my
1: final thoughts and uh just in the the just because of time we're only about 60 seconds. I'm just going to go ahead and speak for all of us, if you don't mind. Um, Charles Johnson passed away last week. And Charles Johnson, on the stat sheet, is not an amazing stealer. But if you don't know who Charles Johnson is and what he did in his time with the Steelers, it was pretty amazing. He did some very good things. And one of the things that he didn't do... Was play in Super Bowl thirty because he went, he went on the injured reserve right before the playoffs in nineteen ninety five. If Charles Johnson was on that team in January on January thirtieth of 2000, 2000 uh, excuse me nineteen ninety six excuse me, or was it January twenty seventh? It was right around then. If it, if he was on that team. You wouldn't have had Corey Holiday in there running the wrong route. You might have not. You might not have hatred for Neil O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. You know there could have been that could have been so much different. Just like I talk all the time about Ernie Mills. If he doesn't get hurt, it could have been a different situation. Charles Johnson in 1996. He was a first rounder in 1994, 1996. He had a, over a thousand yards for the Steelers. He did win a Super Bowl as a part. Of the New England Patriots. I don't think he was I don't think he was very active with that team that year in the Super Bowl, but he does have a ring. We lost a fantastic college football player, and we lost a member of the Steelers family. So I would like to say rest in peace to number 81, Charles Johnson. God bless you. With that being said, gentlemen, we are gonna get on our I'd like you to all be safe. I'd like you to be true to yourself and always stay behind the steel curtain. And just when you think you got all the answers, Tony, we keep changing the questions. Shannon White, take us home, my friend. Woo! All right. For Tony Defeo, for Shannon White, my name is Brian Anthony Davis.